Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? Might wanna buckle up, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, the Scruffy Looking Podcasters, episode number 73. That's a 7-3. Today, today is June 10th, 2019. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jimmy Dice, with me on air, coughing like he's fucking dying over there in England. Just a Kev Garbett. What's going on, man? Oh, my life. Hey. Sorry about him. The plague's hit over there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, as it did years and years ago. The plague is back, everybody. Oh, excuse me. How are we, boys? How are we? Good, man. Good, man. Doing, yeah. all, doing all right. Doing all right. How's, and how's, how's things in the U.S. of A.? Well, the U.S., well, everything's still here for now, so that's always good. We've got your president still, haven't we? Is he still here? Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe. We have with us our third co-host, Mr. Uh, Kev Garbett, <laughs> Mr. Ed Bossar. What's up, buddy? Yeah. What's going on, man? What's shaking? What's real? What's alive? That is me, and I am here, and I just had a birthday, so I have a big Star Wars week to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Happy birthday to Now that already happened. What? <laughs> Did you have a good birthday? Yeah, I had a good birthday week. I had the whole week off. Fuck. Sure, I, sure. I bet there was no alcohol consumed, and it was a nice, quiet, peaceful... Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Tell us about it, then, motherfucker. I went over to Vermont, on my annual Vermont beer trip with some buddies of mine, and I uh, went to Hill Farmstead Brewery, restocked, <sighs> restocked on all my beer because I was running low, and we stayed in Burlington, Vermont. Got a bed and breakfast over there, and uh, went to <laughs> Foam Brewery. Which I got myself a hat and James a hat because he wanted one. Woo! All right. Burr, burr, burr. No. <laughs> so, quick question, quick question. Was that the brewery I went to, the Hillstead one with you? That was that yes. one. Yes. Yes. Ah, I think you yeah. also went to Foam as well. <clears throat> yeah, that was that the last stop we did. Um, it was in Burlington. Yeah. Remember, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the city there? Yeah. Or city, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Near the water. <clears throat> Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, uh... You didn't stay at the same place then? That... No, so no. Did... We decided to stay near Burlington, which it makes the drive to Hill Farmstead really long. But mm. anyway, yeah. I think we'll we'll go back to the same place we did. Sure. Nice. Nice. Well, folks, you can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, slash scruffypodcasters. 
You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Scruffy Podcast. We get all sorts of things out there in the social media atmosphere. So if you want to reach us, get in touch with us. You can follow Ed at Scruffy Ed B. Myself, Jamie Dice, at Heber207. Kev is at KBG1974. Leave us some reviews on iTunes. Send us in some emails. Also, if you want one of those coveted <clears throat> t-shirts, send us an email to scruffypodcasters.com. We're taking a poll. See who wants the t-shirt. We're up to four right now. Gmail. One from last week. What did I say? You said scruffypodcaster.com. I wish we, <laughs> we should probably I take it, that. It should, yeah, we should take <laughs> that shit. What the fuck are we waiting for, boys? <laughs> but uh, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Send us an email if you want to get a t-shirt. Probably be in like the 10 to $15 range if we can get 10 people. We got four. Almost halfway there, so let's do it. Do it. So, um... Yeah, here we are, and here we go, boys. Episode seventy-three. Yeah, yeah. So let's you talk. Just shot ab- me to, you, sorry, you just shot me to say we've got four people wanting t-shirts. I know that's like two more than I thought. Listen to this show. Yeah, uh, I know, I know, because I don't know where the want, third one came from. But they want, yeah, but those two people want two t-shirts each, don't they? <laughs> Wait, did I just well, call this a well, show? Actually, hmm. actually, it's one person that wants all three, but whatever. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Just yeah, but, kidding. Yeah, but what they're doing is that, that safe bet thing. Of go, they're probably going to order a small, medium, large, and extra large and then see which one fits better. And then return them. The three back. <laughs> oh, they, won't, they would do that, man. They buy. They just give it a goodwill or some shit. <laughs> no, they won't take it. They will just go, we don't want that shit here, boys. We don't, we don't want those T-shirts here. I take it into a charity shop. No, we can't take that, mate. We can't take that. <laughs> I just, I just uh, called us a show. Are we a show? No, we're just a podcast, right? We are a podcast, but we're delivering to you live one of the best shows in the world. Recorded live. Recorded live. <laughs> With a little live. bit of editing. So you, man, not really cool. live. live. Yeah, much to my discussion, right we're recording now. live. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. At the time of recording, we're recording it live. So, yeah, yeah. so guys, tell me your week. Kev, go ahead. Shall I go first? Because yeah. mine's nice and quick and easy. Because we've got to save yours till last. So, um... So, yeah, we're going to talk. I finished Master and Apprentice, and I finished Dooku Lost Jedi, um, which was nice and easy to listen to, to be fair. It was a nice, quick, what is it, about six hours long? Yeah. So, which we're going to long get enough. to. Yeah, so, that was, so I did, I did those two on my uh, fucking tour around the country again in the car, um, both on audiobook. Um, and I, I picked up um, a couple of books cheap as well. Um, have you two got the um, Galactic Atlas? The Star Wars Galactic Atlas? No. no, I heard it's on sale for Father's Day. I was going to send the link to um, oh, well, there uh, is my a, wife. That shit to me. Yeah, well, I, I did, just got the basic. Just, it was on sale over here. But I think they're doing like a, are they doing a deluxe one, Ed, for Father's Day or something? Yeah, like, like a, signed by the guy. <clears throat> well, I've not got that shit. I've not got that. I got it like cheap and stuff. It's fucking great. It's really cool, dude. So uh, drop Thanks, some heavy, drop some heavy hints to your other half for that one. Um, you know, subtle iPad hints of getting that. If you know what I mean. This <laughs> for me. <laughs> Does she listen? Um, <laughs> and I, Hopefully. And I, also, and I also, this was hilarious. So you've heard me talk about how a big fan my mum is of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And she picked up. And I, <laughs> It was meant with the coolest of mum gestures. A Star Wars origami book. 
That is she's given this. Man. She's That's given beautiful. her son, who has no creative talent whatsoever, <laughs> a fucking wow. That looks thick. Yeah. So she said, "It's a oh, this is um, yeah, and it's got like all in the back, and it was she found it. Um, I think in a like a charity shop over here. I think she paid like one pound for it, which is what like a dollar fifty, mm. and it's mm. like." You can just literally they give you all the paper at the back, and then you can make so you like you can make like the Jedi Starfighter, the Trade Federation fighter, C three PO, fucking everything's in here. So I expect so, you to make a bunch of these and that's ooh, awesome. Oh, package them this. nicely and mail them to me. Of course, I will. Of course, that's exactly what I do. Made uh, out of toilet paper or something. Holy shit! Holy shit! Let me look at page fifty-seven. I can actually make a jab of the hook. Stop it. <laughs> there it is, look. Look at that. Oregon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That doesn't look good, actually. It looks, it looks bloody awful, to be honest. But look, it, 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 there's the potential there to make it. That's all I'm bothered about. Oh, if you want awful, look at this one, look. Page 49. Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine. Can you see that? Okay. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, that's Sidious? That's, that's hideous. That's, that is oh. Sidious. Is hideous. Oh, clever girl. Clever girl. So, I, I love it, though. It's a, it's a lovely gesture. You can make, like, Yoda look and all that. So, uh, so, other than that, that's it. That, that's my... Oh my god! Look at Slave One. That looks deformed. It's like squared out. So there's, no, it's like hard to do curved edges with origami. Mm. So you can yeah. imagine. Have you ever done any origami at all, ever? I maybe have done the Swan with like a <laughs> class in kid when I was a kid. So I think what the book has done, I think it sort of starts off quite simple, like you say. So it's kind of like, um, and then as you progress, I think you can make it like. So where's where's Jabba the Hutt in this? Is like in the middle? I think he's in the middle. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But there's like, oh, I tell you what. They're just like cut out a blob. Done. (laughs) Genuinely, my mom gave me this yesterday, and this is absolutely, I promise you, the first time I'm looking through this. And there's some, there's a little quiz in it as well. There's some quizzes in it. Hang on a sec. Oh, what we got? Shall I test you? Did you know? Yeah. So. Which Jedi has green blood? Star Wars trivia. Come on, boys. Uh, <clears throat> which Does this Jedi? include the Clone Wars, the prequels? Yeah, it's just test your Star Wars trivia. So there's like little bits of trivia involved. This is just random picking it up. Come on, it's pretty obvious if I, you think about it. I've Kit Fisto. Huh? Kit. Nope. Oh. I don't know. Who's the most famous Jedi? Yoda. Yeah, there you go. Uh, How do we know that? Is that canon? Is that canon? Come on! Canon police. Of course it's bloody canon. It's in Chris Alexander's Star Wars origami book. (laughs) That's that's, that's canon, boys. So there's all all this old quiz. What were the name of Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle? Oh, Lars Beru. Owen and yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so in in the movies, how many times did Luke Skywalker say, "May the Force be with you"? Oh God, that's Come one on, of those like, why would I want to know that? Seven. 
It's a trick None. question. None. Never. Zero. Yeah. And there's also okay. Also- then oh, I, w- I, I do want to know that now that I know it's zero. <laughs> That's no, you kidding me. And then there's another Never test seen. one. Who said that? So, you rebel scum. Who said that? You oh, it was the Endor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the security yeah. op- imperial office. It actually, it actually gives you his name. It's... You rebel scum. Yeah, Imperial Lieutenant Renz. Ooh. That's cool. There you go. So that 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 was a nice little. Uh... Oh my God! It can make a droid tri fighter. You know the ones that attack um, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan in Episode Three above Coruscant. Look at that! <laughs> Holy shit! That looks terrible. So, yeah. Nice, dude. That's so, cool. That's a nice find this week. I am. I may actually. I may actually try some of these, <coughs> and then I'll post some. I'll send you some results. Nah, you should post it to your Twitter feed at kpg one nine seven four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try some of these, and then we'll put them on our Scruffy page. Nice. My attempts nice. at the army. So there you go, boys. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, for me, I also read Master and Apprentice. Well, finished reading Master and Apprentice. I was like halfway done with it last time, or two thirds done. Uh, this one, this time, I did um, Lo- uh, Jedi Lost, Lost Jedi, whatever the new con- the Count Dooku audiobook. And I'm looking forward to talk about that later. Got some got some uh, pits to Nick or Nick to pits with uh, what I want to do with this thing. So picking nits, as they say. I um, Liked it. It was fun. This is my first. I'll say a second, second, my second like true audio book that I've like listened to start to finish, and I have some comments. Make it a lot of you. I have some things to say. So uh, I mean, we'll get to that when we get to it. So Ed, what about you? Your week in Star Wars. You had Big some shit happen. Shit happen. Oh man. Oh man. Um. <clears throat> Are you going to tell us for your birthday you got nothing Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I got meatloaf for dinner. Yeah. I actually did. What, the singer? The singer. Yeah, the singer. What? No, no, no. Uh, yeah. My wife makes an amazing fucking meatloaf. And she's like, what do you nice, want for dinner? Nice thick. Yeah. And mm. moist. <laughs> um, so it was, I. she asked what I wanted. I was like, fucking the meatloaf that you make. Fuck yeah. And she's like, really? Your birthday? What? I'm like, yeah. Do it. Birthday meatloaf, bitch. Do your, it. That was your birthday treat. That was your birthday treat. Yeah. And that was after coming back from three days in Vermont, and I was hungover. So I was like, you know, I'm fine doing nothing tonight, but just give me meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> you said, Ma, can you feed, feed it to me as well? Feed it to me as well. <laughs> meatloaf, <I can't>, Ma! <laughs> um, so the day of my birthday was kind of laid back. I coached CrossFit for a few hours and then had meatloaf. So, um, meatloaf. But I got some gifts. Kev got me something. James got me something. Ooh-hoo. And I'm very thankful to them for this. Um, before I get into those, though, I also got from a high school friend of mine, Wyatt, who also I think has emailed into the podcast. A Star Wars comic from the same series. The uh, what, what would you call it? Star Wars from the 1970s, late 1970s. Between... Was that the original Marvel line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original. <clears throat> um, this is number 15. The, the one I already have was 11. And this is called Star Duel. 
at last, Han Solo's showdown with Crimson Jack. So Crimson Crim- Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Crimson Jack is a pirate, and he has this giant-ass <sighs> cruiser that looks like a Star Destroyer. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah, that looks okay. It looks huge. Uh, and apparently Han Solo battles him, so it looks pretty fun, and they have jacked legs. Damn. Sure, they, sure. they, like, float in they space half like naked. Look at this. Half naked space floating. <laughs> now that they should make cannon. That they should make cannon, shouldn't they? It's like, let's Cross show off our thighs in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot more of that. JJ, take note. Check yeah, out these quads. I work out. <laughs> I work out. Um, there's got to be a gym in Star Wars, hasn't there? There's got to be where the old fucking work out. And oh, yeah. Thrawn f- does it. You saw that. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's true. That's true. There's a gym, and I bet there's a Jimmy, too. <laughs> With dice. <laughs> All right, and then my boy Jimmy Dice, speaking of, got me an art print. Of my boy Lando for my shrine. Oh, it's Looks pretty. That's sweet. Sexy. It's by, is it Greg or Greg Schmidt, I think. And, uh, looks sweet. He's, he's got his classic Empire Strikes Back outfit on with the cape, blue outfit. And he's it's holding, kinda, holding yeah. a E11. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Heard. Pretty sweet. It'll be a good addition to my shrine. Is it signed? And it's signed by the artiste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. me. No, just kidding. <laughs> it says Jimmy Dice on here, but I don't know anyone yeah. named Jimmy yeah, Dice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? <clears throat> so thank you, James. That was good. You're welcome, man. Glad you like it. I knew it would be perfect. Perfect. Next. It's perfect for the Lando shrine. From the Gobbit. Woo-hoo! I got a book set. Yeah. Is there an na- actual name for the set? Book oh, nice. Uh It's, just, it's what like. It <laughs> it's got four books in it, and they're all handbooks. One's called The Jedi Path. The next is The Book of Sith. The next is The Bounty Hunter Code. And the next is The Imperial Handbook. I've seen this before online because I think it's been around a while. Um, yeah, they've been out a while. Um, but I've never yeah. pulled the trigger, but they are so cool. Like, each one has different kinds of paper. Like, the ends are frilled on one. Then another one, it's colored black, which is the imperial one. And they're nice and straight and smooth, like a Bible. And then um, the Jedi one, it, like, feels like an old book. And then the Sith one is like, just feels bloody, <laughs> or mm. looks bloody, like <laughs> soaked in red Good. on the edges. Pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so the Imperial Handbook uh, says this is of the Imperial. This copy of the Imperial Handbook dates from just before the destruction of the first Death Star at the Battle of Yavin. The Imperial Ooh. military stopped distributing these immediately afterwards, so finding one in good shape is rare. The information in here could be vital to the war effort. Now that the Empire is on the defensive after our win at Endor. Oh, so this is sure. from... Um, this is from Return of Jedi. This is OG. from Command... It's filed by Commander Luke Skywalker. 
Alliance Command. So this is like his comment on it. Oh, that's cool. All right. Oh. <clears throat> Which book is that? Had you said that's Sorry, the Imperial was... Handbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it lists like you know <clears throat> uniforms, vehicles, starfighters, troopers, starships. That kind of stuff. And then the Book of Sith is the preface is from Darth Sidious. Whoops. Darth Sidious, and he talks about how he's inherited all of the Sith archives from Darth Plagueis. And um, he's put in here what he is like the important stuff that he had learned. Um, Together, these pages unite one of the first Sith Lords with he who shall be the last. Each author's Voice echoes the era in which he or she held power, but the Sith Order has evolved over 7,000 years. The errors made by my predecessors will not be my own. Their triumphs will be nothing compared to my omnipotence. Sure, sure. That's pretty exciting. She, she, she. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Well, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and then awesome. the Bounty Hunter one is like, it's two, I think, handbooks. It's from Bubba Fett, and the other one's from uh, Death Watch. Oh, okay. So pretty much a Mandalorian thing, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Handwritten comments from Greedo, Bosk, and Dengar, and Bubba Fett. Uh, and then the other, the Death Watch one, handwritten comments from Bubba Fett, Django Fett, Aura Singh, and, the, and Hondo Onaka. Ooh, Hondo. And then the Jedi path, you can imagine. It's like like Luke Skywalker putting all this stuff together. And it talks about the initiate and the lightsabers and enlisting new members. And... I just want to go to Toshi Station. So all of this technically is not canon, right? Correct. That's correct. It, I, I read it somewhere. It is not. So you should just burn all that shit. <laughs> yeah, just get, what a fucking terrible gift that fucking was, wasn't it? Just Because you're like, oh my god, I hate people that talk about the EU. Get over yourselves. Just burn it all down. <laughs> oh, through you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but like, I feel like half of it is canon. So It's gotta be, hasn't it? Some of it, surely. Yeah, because they pull in stuff from the Clone Wars. So. Mm. Mm, indeed. I would yeah. agree. So that's that. My girls got me bubbles. <laughs> that's awesome. Like the, you know, like they come in the cont- Star Wars containers. One was uh-huh. a Yoda. One was an R two D two. One was a Captain Phasma. And um, oh, that's cool. They thought the Captain Phasma was Darth Vader, and I was like, "Damn, Dad, <laughs> Star Wars Dad fail." You have yeah. a, you have failed as a parent. Might as well <laughs> give your children. I was like, adoption. "What?" <laughs> How does this even look like Darth Vader? Pull up a picture of Darth Vader. That's Darth Vader. (laughs) Return them to Walmart. We're done. Go to your room. No. Go to your room. Switch the lights on. Bed early, girls. No food for three days. (laughs) Got homework, girls. You've got homework to do. Come on. We can do it. Then I was like, but Captain Fast was pretty awesome. So thank you. Um, I think that's it. That's my wow, week of Star Wars. Uh, nice. That is quite a bit. I feel like you've made up for all the past weeks of Star Wars. Yeah, I know, right? Mine sucks. <laughs> I also finished Master and Apprentice and Dooku, but I think I did that last week. Yeah. Nice. So you did that. Cool, right. man. Awesome. You know so, why I bought you that box set, don't you? 
Because it's not canon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 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 it, there's an ulterior motive. I'm just hoping that there's enough in there for you to do Are You Kidding Me every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I already have a lot of that literature that I still need to get through. I have a bunch of books here that I'm like, man, that would have a lot of Are You Kidding Me's in it. But, um, yeah. So, speaking of Are You Kidding Me, let's do this segment. So, Hit it. Uh, are You Kidding Me is a segment where we take anything in Star Wars that makes one say... Are you kidding me? So, uh, here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it worked well. So, if you guys recall, a month, couple months ago, like four months, really, it's been five months. Five months ago, um, I ordered a few things on anovos.com. <clears throat> awesome uh, <laughs> costume replicas, uh, quality of movie production or movie movie production level quality, I should say. Uh, really top of the line stuff. Like they always have booths at Celebration and most of the big cons, uh, and they do great. Like not only Star Wars but Star Trek, uh, Ghostbusters, Battlestar Galactica, lot lot of sci-fi stuff there, and. Um, so I ordered uh, two, like, captain's rank badges from uh, Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan era, the monster maroon uniforms. So I just got the captain's uh, rank pips. And then I got a um, uh, Star Trek Discovery Communicator operations branch. You know, just one of those magnetic ones. But it was to scale, like they use it in the TV show. I ordered that uh, February 4th. And I didn't receive it until April 8th, 9th, basically right before I left for celebration. So what? what and, can I ask one question before you go on? Yeah. What did they say when you ordered it? Like, when would you get it? Or did they not guarantee anything? Uh, well, you know, no, I'll, right, right. Well, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. And uh, so, no, it's all good. But I mean, might as well just jump to it now. So the um, with, uh, with this thing, there's like, oh, the reason I got them, we have a uh, 25% off everything in stock or like 15%. Oh no, it's 40% off, 40% off everything that we have in stock in this portion of the, the uh, online store or whatever. So that's where I got these ranked pips and pins from. Uh, so yeah, thanks for reminding me, Ed. And uh, so that's the whole reason for this. Are you fucking kidding me? So I waited like a month and a half way past my brother's birthday. Like his birthday, I like come and gone. So I meant to get it to him for his birthday uh, it had come and gone. I emailed them three times. I was like, guys, like, just looking to see where it is. And someone got back to me and really politely say, hey, sorry, yeah, unexpected high levels of merch making and selling and all this other stuff. You know, please stay calm and stay with us and we'll be, you know, back at it soon enough and get it to you. Whatever. It should be there in like, you know, eight to 12 days or whatever. Well, come by another month, nothing happens, and I write this slightly more scalding email being like, dude, if I knew it was going to take this long, I would not have ordered this. This is ridiculous that it needs to take 90 days to send something domestically in the U.S. of, US of A, uh, something that you have in stock. That's small. I mean, these all could have fit into a um, normal-sized business letter envelope. <laughs> like, I think in you know stock I mean? is the key word here, right? It is, yeah, in stock. They have it. It should take three to eleven days, not not friggin' month and a half. So that's been a big sort of point of contention, big deal that I've been 
you know, working with and all this other stuff. So what happened was so this whole summation is that uh, article came out June 5th. <gasps> Uh, posted by the Force.net from the Hollywood Reporter, Anovos being sued in multi-million-dollar class action lawsuit. Um, so apparently, this like Louisiana guy named Richard Dalton, uh, he paid Anovos uh, over forty thousand dollars for merchandise, and he never received it. And this is me just getting like this is me getting like rank pips and stuff like that. He are you kidding me? Yeah, he got a uh, a Star Trek Spock replica tunic, which is like two hundred, three hundred bucks. Uh, Star Wars for uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens Kylo Ren costume with helmet, which I think is like twenty five to three thousand bucks, and a nine thousand uh, dollar build- buildable replica of a starship. This is just like some of the big ticket items. Yeah, he got all bunch of other shit. Uh, three years after his per- first purchase, you know, because he he would get stuff over time, but uh, three years he hadn't received his products. Three years, understanding like, like, well, we're looking at like life size models and we're building this from scratch, yada yada yada, etc. Okay, but to take three years to send it to him, so this guy Richard and a bunch of other people are going to sue Anovos, and Anovos is like, oh my god, what's going on? So you should have seen this coming. Like, how can I mean, with as big as uh, at that um, cosplaying as all these conventions are these days, how can they not? How can they not support? Just I don't know. Especially things for me, shit that's in stock. Don't you have some kind of intern that doesn't just get you coffee? Just fucking run over, throw it in an envelope, and put it in the mail. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not surprised at all to have seen this whole thing go down the way it does, and I'm. Not glad for him. You hate to see that, but you just wish they got their shit together. That's really kind of sad. But I mean, hopefully, there's a uh, some lessons learned from this. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see how this whole thing plays out. But I really don't see, um, I really don't see Novos having much of a much of a rock to stand on here. Yeah, the owner's probably like, shit. Maybe we should have more than just the two of us on staff. Yeah, I know, right? Well, they have. Um, <laughs> After I had sent my sort of semi-scalding email to those guys, um, <clears throat> there was a uh, uh, email that came out from the CEO being like, "Hey, really sorry, we're we're failing on our deliveries, but don't worry, we're turning this shit around, we're making everything better, et cetera, et cetera, yada yada yada." And then come to find out, we see this class action lawsuit thing being filed, so it's kind of funny. But I mean, not funny. Then you find sure. out the owners like got three yachts and five houses and fucking. I fucking mean, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I mean, that's that's joke. That's alleged, a joke. I don't know. That. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's something that I would make a generalization about. <laughs> but um, I really don't know if they make a lot of money on this stuff because to make to like purchase the royalties. I mean, because they have to buy like the rights to reproduce all this stuff. Yeah. So I don't know, like, if they're, if they're, I mean, I'm sure they're doing more than just breaking even, but they can't be making a million bucks off this thing. I mean, I'm sure, like, the whole operation is a crap ton of money and all the equipment they need to have it and the staff they have to pay, but they're probably not millionaires. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think they're, they just get inundated with requests because, I mean, look at the fucking convention. What, 65,000 people? Whatever it was. (laughs) Oh yeah, and it's ridiculous. 
you see that many fans showing up in Chicago for that, there's got to be, I mean, just like a, take 1% of that that want to pay yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars, like you were saying, like that one guy, to have all this stuff. That would still increase their workload by a fuckload. Like you need, I know. if you're promising oh, yeah. that level, like you need to do something about it. Like, Did you visit them at Celebration? Did you go there? No. Um, I walked through. I'm going there. Yeah. So, so a quick question, though, because you two seem to – do they actually sell the merchandise at Celebration? Uh, no. Uh, they have a few things. They have a few things. Maybe a couple of kits. Yeah. Because mm, yeah. I, I had a look at this article, and I found it quite interesting. It seems to me that how they sell these products is wrong from the start. Because they take a full payment for something they can't guarantee they can fulfill. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So basically why, unlike some where you say like just a generalization of say Amazon or something that will take the payment when it's in stock and they send it to you. So clearly there's an issue there because if they're saying, well, if you pre-order this and, you know, we're going to take the full payment and then they can't guarantee to fulfill the order. That's pretty mm. ridiculous, isn't it? Pretty. Yeah, I mean they're paying. They're they've already paid for it. You're just mm. now performing, performing your action. Like it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, especially as well how big cosplaying is now and how much people. Because I think I mean I. So if you don't mind me asking, James, and if this is a bad question, don't what's it? Did, was it expensive these Star Trek pens? You know what was. No, that's why I got them. So every <laughs> everything on the Novos is, I mean, priced for the quality that you're getting, or at least you're expected to get anyways. Very expensive. Um, all the pieces are very high quality. They use um, replica material, material or better that, that was used in the actual filming of these uh, TV shows and movies. Um, so these com badges I got were, they're real, they were real metal. Like it wasn't just cheap shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know the exact like composite makeup of like what kind of metals it was or anything. But they're rugged. They're hefty. Like I mean, I I have mine. Like one of the captain's uh, rank pins I kept for myself yeah. as a souvenir. And uh, there's some weight to them. It's it's the real deal. Like you're paying for real stuff, and they are delivering on real stuff. I'll say when they deliver. Um, yeah. So these pins, I think uh, I got them for ten dollars each. Oh, no, I think I got them for like eight ninety five each, and then I got the uh, Discovery Operations Com badge for like twelve bucks, something like that. And that's how and much that, off? That was like forty percent off. Yeah. Okay. That so makes sense. otherwise, it's like fifteen plus for all this stuff. Which, if you're going for like your piece, like if you're making your costume, yeah, that's worth it. You're gonna pay that. But for me, not putting to together a monster maroon uniform yet. Um, it is kind of like, yeah, maybe a little bit too pricey for me just to have it. But the fact that their stuff goes on sale so very seldom, any chance to see like a good discount deal, I'll always take a peek through and see what they have. But yeah, are you kidding me? And in that, like, they're finally getting their asses fucking sued. <laughs> right. Well, like, like they, every time I'm interested in them, I look on their website. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Out of stock. Oh, that looks cool. Out of stock. Oh, that looks cool. Out of stock. Like, what? What the fuck? Do you even make money? 
Well, they well they offer so many. I mean, so their issue is they're overpromising with what they can offer uh, for costumes and shit that they can do, and they just can't keep up with everything. Plus, you know, you got to look at the fact that um, you need talented, very highly skilled workers to do this stuff, and if you're not going to pay them enough money to do it, then you're going to get people who do it wrong, or you're not going to get enough people to actually do it in any capacity. So there yeah. might be an issue of skilled labor because, you know, who wants to grow up and become a seamstress? That's not the sti- that's the that's a such a stigma in our society today. Like, oh, an electrician or a plumber or something like that. I don't want to do that. Whereas now they're making a shit ton of money and they're actually skilled labor. It could be the same thing here with the Novos. Maybe they just don't. They can't find the help. Mm. Who knows? And I think a lot of it clearly there's that issue, isn't there? Clearly that's a problem. But I think looking at it as well, they clearly, I think they're getting sued because they, they I think they've been, they do a policy where all sales are final. Yeah. So people are, if they're not getting their orders, they are basically keeping the money. And surely this is going to fuck them up, isn't it? Surely right. this, you know, oh, if totally. they. I mean, maybe they may have an, uh, they may have a. <clears throat> I feel like I read somewhere they may have had something where if you buy something, you change your mind or don't want to return it within 15 days unopened or whatever, you can get like store credit or some shit like that, which really ain't that great. But I mean, whatever it is. I think think you got a market that's high demand and there's no one meeting it. Yeah. I I mean, who else is who else is really out there full time? And, doing and, this yeah. grind of this of this movie level quality costume. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Novos does a really good job at media <sighs> presence. You know, at, at cons and stuff. Oh but yeah, then, they, have the, they have a huge display. Yeah, huge. Display. But then behind the scenes and manufacturing, nope. It's shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's shite. Complete. I mean, yeah. final yeah, products are good. Also. Final products are good, but supply, nope. Mm. Yeah, sadly. Awful. I mean, one of the things, though, that I did think, and I don't know if you two did, like, is the guy, this guy, this, this poor guy who's fulfilled, you know, it said he put in his first order, was it three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, three years. So I wonder, like, how many orders has he put in then? Right? Because if he's, like, 40,000, because wouldn't you two think if you put an order in and then you put another order in and after a year you'd not receive those orders? What do you think? I think I think he must have been receiving some. I don't know if the forty thousand oh, no, is all his orders. Oh, it says nothing. He got nothing. He got yeah. nothing, dude. What the three yeah, years? Says, I'll read. I'll read the statement. It says a Louisiana man named Richard Dalton says he paid an overs more than forty thousand for merchandise, but never received it. Yeah, he never received anything, and he put in his first. Thing about three years, so more than three years after his first purchase, having never received any product he ordered. Yeah. Wow. So I wonder how he did it. I'm not. I'm not. So I wonder how many I'm... emails went back and forth. Like, I want my yeah. money back. I want my money yeah, back. Yeah. No, 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 no. You check well, the box. You check the box. Yeah. I agree that my money's gone. Yeah. Yep. So that's what it said. Like, because that their policy, which is completely wrong, is is basically all sales are final. So when you pre-order something, they can't guarantee they're going to fulfill it. And then they say, oh, fuck you, we've got your money, which I think is his grab. But I wonder how he did 
I'm presuming he couldn't. He must have done like one order straight away, and then a couple of orders within a couple of months. Because if he couldn't have done them over three years, do you get what I mean? Because then he'd be mm. thinking, if he didn't get that first order, you'd be thinking, I'm not ordering from these. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know where they're based. I'm looking at their like contact us, and there's no address. It's just a phone number. Yeah. But anyway, well, let's move on. Let's go to some. Speaking of fallen companies, let's go to Fallen Order. (laughs) That was awful. That was awful. Holy shit. All from Grace. (laughs) So, guys, E3 happened. (laughs) It's <laughs> <laughs> our new thing. Yeah, what is that? Uh, guys, E3 just happened. We got tons of new footage for uh, this video game coming out in November. And it's got me so excited. It looks so good. Let's fucking talk about it. So Jedi Fallen Order, release date November 15th. Um, and if you can't wait that long, you can get merch for it, apparently. <laughs> uh, already, already, already popping off merch on people. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, over a month beforehand, October fourth will be Force Friday, and this year they're calling it Triple Force. This year they're calling it Triple Force Friday because Episode Nine, The Mandalorian, and Jedi Fallen Order. Sure, sure. So if she- you're, yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're looking to get get some merch before the game comes out, here it is. Uh, you guys gonna go for any merch? You're gonna wait to see if the game's good or not. I'm waiting for, the, for this. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. No, I've really, I've never really been one for game merch. Ah, who am I kidding? Uh, yes, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, for something like this, and I saw the gameplay, and we can chat about it when we get into the gameplay very shortly. Um, but. It's got to be a real, real good game that's like real near and dear to my heart for me to like invest and buy merch. Like, it took me years to buy Halo shit, and I love Halo. How about you, Kev? Um, well, how many times have I said no before and then I've gone out and fucking spent money on it? But I, I probably won't. I, I generally. Yeah, I'll be looking at the Mandalorian in Episode Nine stuff rather than the Fallen Order merch. Are you so, sure? Are you sure? I mean, you, like, look at what you've seen mind? so far. Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I am bloody sure, old chap. <laughs> bloody sure. Um, I don't. I don't. You're asking me a question, and it's like fucking months away. I don't fucking know. I it's. Don't, I might. I might do. I might not. It's literally know. a roll of the dice for Kev. And Qui-Gon's behind him, turning it to yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shit. You yeah. guys ready to hear the trailer to get us in the mood? This is a new sure. trailer. It's like the story trailer, I think they're calling it, that they just released. Um, and you hear a little fellow, Forrest Whitaker, voicing a familiar character, <gasps> Saw Gerrera, isn't it? Bo-Gullet! 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 Here we go. (laughs) 
Cal Kestis. Sogarero. I'm here on Jedi business. Jedi are dead. Not all of them. A Jedi. Get lost! Hope is not yet lost! Treat! Yeah, I'm okay. You alright? No, we are not doing that again. Games play best on Xbox One. There's a little Xbox One advertisement for you. Um, they suck Xboxes. <laughs> I have both. So, <clears throat> oh. did that not get you guys excited? Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Of course it did. I mean, the graphics, they might not be like the final graphics, but they already look amazing. Even in the gameplay, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, and the alpha. Yeah. <sighs> And Kev, talk about your top three things from that trailer that you're excited for. Or I you... um. Oh god, no, sorry. What did you say? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that trailer visually. Oh, you haven't? Um, oh, oh, but that oh. was the first time I've seen the gameplay footage. Oh, okay. Um. So um. So it starts out with that it... trailer with the um listening to that first off. I mean, obviously, um. Um, the first thing that, that springs to mind was obviously Saul Guerrero and seeing him back on screen and how he interacts. I mean, on the gameplay, it's clearly like the Saul Guerrero in his prime, isn't it? Of like, um, you know, the, the, the kind of freedom fighter recruiting the Jedi and everything. Um, so that was, I can't wait to, to see that. Um, I, I need to see this trailer though, like visually to sort of take... Um, mm. or from it because that's the first time I've actually heard it. When did that break the trailer? Same day. Yeah, was same it? day. I, why did I not see that then? Because I watched because I was out that day. I was out. I've been away for the weekend and I missed all the. So I tried to catch up with it like the day after. Yeah, um, uh, the Star Wars Twitter tweeted it out. I think EA Star Wars as well did. Mm. Uh, I had heard actually it was after. I know it was after. I'm not sure it was the same day, to be honest. Maybe mm. the day after. But I had heard, I had watched some footage. We're like, oh, we saw extra footage that happens like before the gameplay. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was that stuff in this trailer, which it starts out with uh, our the main character who you play as Cal Kestis in the water with his droid. Um, yes. BD What is it? BD. Shit. BD1, yeah. BD right. shit. BD shit. BD1, I was right. Um, and I mean, that reminded me of uh, Battle from 2 straight away. Yeah, mm, except this um, guy, this guy like clings to his back. Mm, and they it proceed to climb the side of an AT-AT, which I assume you do in the game, 
just like mm-hmm. the game Shadows of Colossus. That's what it reminded me of, like where you're climbing the oh, monsters. Yep. Nice. Uh, this will be cool. Like you're climbing an yeah. AT-AT because there's like moss all over it because they're in a swamp. It's pretty cool. And then they take over the AT-AT and then Saw Gerrera like gri- grappling hooks on and flies up to the window, the front window of the AT-AT and is like, save the dream. Or whatever. <laughs> Poor it. <clears throat> Did you come here to kill me? <laughs> He has the same unit, like the same cape, you know. On yeah, 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 yeah. His uh, cape is <laughs> his cape is the Andron flag, his home planet, which is cool. Mm, uh, cool. And it is Forrest Whitaker voicing him. I confirm that. Ooh, confirm. <laughs> oh, fucking big time, boys! Big time, big time. Yeah, and and. It, it's I guess in the gameplay which will go after go on, go over right after this takes place on Kashyyyk and this is where the trailer mm. kind of takes place as well. Yes. This is the game this is the actual gameplay trailer. No, no, no I'm I'm talking just about tra- this trailer that we just listened to. Oh, gotcha. Takes right, place right. on Kashyyyk. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then uh in the gameplay trailer, they said it takes place three hours in ish into the game. So yeah, that's that's what I've seen. On Kajik. I can't. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm myself. You're fired. You're fired. Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was confused because they okay. both are. They're both set on Kajik. So yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, so also, some art was released, but you know, it's it shows some yeah, of the characters. The most intriguing character is his mentor, which I th- assume she's a Jedi. You know, um, yeah. is that not confirmed yet? In the trailer, she says, "We're not all dead." Mm. Yeah, so yeah. she must, yeah, or something like that. <clears throat> So I want I don't think her name's been released. So I don't know what that's all about. But that's cool. And I think she's based on that ship that they have. I think it's called the Mantis. Mm-hmm. And it has that giant wing going up above it that might be able to swivel, just like a B wing. Um That's cool. What else? Before we get into the gameplay, let me just make sure Star Wars released a data bank. On their databank site about some info, Cal Kestis, the forder, the who you play is the former Jedi Padawan. He's gone into hiding. He's living living as a member of the Scrapper Guild. Scrapper Guild. Uh, <laughs> That's a, such a Star Wars name. Yeah. yeah. The Scrapper Guild. Cal conceals his abilities with the Force until a work accident forces him out of hiding. Magneto. And. Uh, <laughs> The guild operates on the planet of Braca, an inhospitable world in the mid-rim where decommissioned ships are brought to be dismantled and sold off for parts. Uh, so you see new droids, a never-before-seen stormtrooper design, and other new characters. I assume the stormtrooper is the one that's like, they're trained to fight Jedi. Yeah, the new stormtrooper design that's already in the trailer, so it's no longer a surprise. Yeah. 
And then you got BD-1, the companion droid programmed as the ideal assistant for researchers and adventurous explorers, serving as Cal's lifeline and guide. This is all on StarWars.com. Um, let's see. You got the second sister, who we already mm. know and seen in the mm. trailer. That's the main antagonist, I assume. An expert lightsaber duelist, assisted by the Purge Troopers. Ooh, fancy. Nice, 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 nice. An elite class of Imperial soldiers specially trained to help the Inquisitor hunt down and snuff out Force-sensitive beings across the galaxy. So maybe the never-before-in-Stormtrooper design, never-before-seen Stormtrooper design is something else. You think it's like the Flame Trooper? It could be. could be. It's possible. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've given both of them away. So if if they are new, if those are the new ones, unless it's something else that we don't know about yet. All right. Before we jump into gameplay, you guys like Sagarers in it? Love it. You want to Man. see more Saw, don't you? So, Kev, you love it? Yeah, I do. I'm excited about that. Me too. James? I don't think we saw enough of him in Rogue One. We got a bit of him in. We got a lot of him in. Um, um, Clone Wars, um, yeah, towards the end. So, um, yeah, I love the fact that Rebels, it's Rebels. as well. He's in Rebel. Um, yeah, um, sorry, excuse me. And um, I, it's in Clone Wars as well, isn't he? He is in Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, that's, right. that's where you first see him. I'm just gonna say, yeah, yeah. When we first meet him, and when he has different dies. colored eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I, I obviously didn't realize that. They'd actually use Forrest Whitaker's voice, so that's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I'm quite excited with that. Um, you know, it's officially James, no. canon, so... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. I mean, I'm okay. I'm, I'm excited that... I am glad that we're actually getting actors who actually were in the film to voice these characters. Mm. That's, what I'm most, that's what I'm most excited about. I mean, Sagarella... Sagarella? <laughs> Saw Guerrero's, um, his role as acting, like, yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I guess I've just never really been a big fan of his character in general, so I've never been in, like, Saw Guerrero's camp, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I liked him better in uh, Clone Wars, actually, to be fully honest. Agreed. And he, like, it's, yeah, it's a tough character to fall in love with because he's so rebellious that he's mm. on, he borderline is terrorist. Yeah, borderline pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, absolutely. But that's that is him, isn't it? That's what he's become. Yeah. I mean, I think they say in Rogue One, doesn't he? He was even too extreme for the rebellion. So right. clearly, he's not kind of supposed to be, you know, a lovable character, so to speak. Which um, I mean, could be a great base for a video game, I <clears> guess. <throat> um, but yeah, he he kind of throws away. He has a disregard for innocent lives when the overall goal is to destroy the empire. Yeah. Mm. Well, he's the old ends justify the means mentality, yeah. which we see embodied in many characters throughout, not just Star Wars but other things too. But there's always going to be that guy or gal. Mm. But it'd be interesting to see in the game itself how much he's actually in it, because clearly you're taking, you know, this character through it and you know they specifically said it's not going to be like some games where you get your, your sort of character can choose to go to the light side or the dark side or anything i think they've said it's pretty linear isn't it that yeah because he's a character <clears throat> and let's let's go into yes. it now because it's 
this goes into mm-hmm. the gameplay, so we'll start mm-hmm. talking about that. Um, it takes yeah, place yeah, on yeah. Kashyyyk, and his Cal's <clears throat> mission is to restart the Jedi Order. So it's not like he's going to go dark or anything. Like that's, He's, yeah. he's right. set in his ways. There's no um, Nice Little Republic choice like yeah. you had in that to go light or dark. Mm. Um, and this... This was from E3 at EA Play, I think they called it. And the head of Respawn, Vince, and director Stig talked beforehand and then showed us 15 minutes-ish of gameplay. So, Mm. um... That was great. uh, I'm going to go through some things I noticed, and we'll talk about them. And maybe you guys saw something I didn't. can bring it up. But, uh... I thought you said we were going to go through all 18 minutes of the gameplay. I'm like, (laughs) No, no, no. <laughs> All right, no, guys, you have five hours. Let's not do the Rise of Skywalker trailer where we took a two hour podcast and did it at like for, for a two minute trailer. That was something else. That uh, was something else amazing. So, w- one of the first things I saw that was pretty cool was him using his lightsaber as a light. You see yeah. That? Goes into yeah. This- I- yeah. He goes in this dark ass cave. And he can't see shit, and he turns on his lightsaber and he holds it up in front of him like a fucking torch. That's badass. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, you're gonna get double jumping, just like in um, Jedi Academy mm. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're gonna get a jump dash kind of deal, which which we've had in the past. But um, also, there's a swinging on vines mechanic where where he uses the force to pull the vine to him and then he swings forward and then jumps into combat combat that's cool which would make sense wouldn't it if you've got force powers as a in this game sort of thing pretty cool right right. Mm. um yes continue yes james i noticed a lot of um i noticed a lot of throwbacks you mentioned jedi outcast uh i noticed a lot of stuff from like um star wars dark forces jedi academy like you're able to disembowel stormtroopers now, which is pretty like it's it's awesome. But this isn't anything new. It's not like revolutionary. It's like oh man, we've never seen like little giblets of stormtroopers everywhere before. I was like, come on, no, we have seen this, folks. But they're just doing a much better, more cleaner job of the giblets flying all over the place. Yep. Yeah. I didn't see. I don't know if you guys know. I didn't see any limbs get cut <clears throat> off, but I saw a lot of like charred armor, burn marks, kind of stuff. I can't remember. Oh, there were definitely limbs cut off. Yeah, I thought trailer. there was. I thought there was a. Like there were some arms. Of... Oh yeah, there's some yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, it's great. There we go. Then. It. Yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, fuck, it's lightsaber. That's what they do. So, some things. Let's uh, let's get into combat since we're talking about it. It mm-hmm. seems like there's like uh like a defensive mode that he goes into where he can like swing his lightsaber around, kind of like in Battlefront. Where like he swings his lightsaber around and you flex bolts back, and then you can like aim them if you time it right back at the shooter, which seems uh, seems like something they should have, obviously. But um, I hope the mechanic with it and how it's implement, you know, how you how you use it is fluid and fun and easy. Not easy, but it's it seems like it would be easy, right? Like as a well, Jedi, the, you watch Jedi like to flex bolts. You think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's in a lot of the Star Wars games you follow. I'm not a bigger game as you two, but a lot of the times with, I've always found lightsaber combat in a lot of games pretty terrible. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah. Um, Button match. Um, you know, you kind of get excited because you're using a lightsaber. Then all you do is end up pressing like one, maybe two buttons and just fucking going ape shit on them with a lightsaber sort of thing. Right. But there were, the, the couple of things that, that that I did, like you said, Ed, with, with it was, I think there was like one part in it where it kind of felt a bit Kylo Renish when he, when you can, I think there's a stormtrooper that yeah. fires at you and you slow it right down. And the bullet and, and can, the blast yeah, yeah. stops. Yeah. Which I thought, look, great i thought oh that's kind of taking and then and then you can hit it like a baseball yeah that's yeah, yeah which yeah. i'm thinking yeah which i thought well that looks really that was, cool. yeah, that was that was pretty bad and then there, there was another bit as well which um i think where he used the force and he kind of dragged a stormtrooper towards him where he pulled and then as he brought the stormtrooper to him he, he put it he put his lightsaber through his like chest Mm-hmm, Which I thought, mm-hmm. now then, that looks really cool. Now that looked like that a move. that looked like a finishing move. Like he didn't do it yeah. all the time. Like he had yeah. to have some <clears throat> meter full, which is cool. Um, yeah. There was also a different play on it where he pulled a guy to him and then threw him at another enemy. Mm, that's gonna be some kind of yeah, yeah. button combination kind of thing. Yeah, which is cool. So I wonder. Um, I wonder because obviously this game was set. It said it was three hours into the. What did it say? Did it say three hours into the game? Yeah. So I'm presuming a lot of that will be built up as you move along. So you'll, you'll start off. Yeah, throughout the play, it like kept saying he gained skill points. So I yes. assume you spend them and gain mm. abilities. Uh, back to your slowing the time thing, it looked like at one point he could slow an enemy, like a single yeah. target. Like they're like moving really slow while another, while he can deal with another enemy. Pretty cool. Right, he didn't he try to do that to the um the, the purge trooper or something yeah. like that? Yeah, he slowed the purge trooper so he could deal with the stormtrooper or whatever. Yeah, that was cool. Uh also throwing the lightsaber, classic. Mm-hmm. It did look like the saber spinned slower than we're used to. Like it wasn't like a a hella saber kind of deal. Yeah, it was just more of like a boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like a really huge boomerang. It felt like like it had weight to it, like power, and even all his swings and stuff, it felt like the lightsaber had weight to it in power. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't this light, like PVC pipe or whatever. So that was cool. Uh, pushing objects into enemies, I saw blocking and dodging, like in um, other games, Dark Souls yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, healing. His little droid on his back is there all the time. Hands him a little cool. like injector, med pack, bacta injection, whatever it is. Bam, healed. But you got to time it right. The, the developers were talking like it leaves you vulnerable if you do it at the wrong time. Right, right. And then you got flame troopers, which are different because you can't really block a flame from with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And creatures. Anything else in combat you guys saw? Uh, not really from that. I mean, there was a little bit, a little segment when you kind of went one on one. I'm trying to remember it now, and it it almost felt not like Street Fighter ish, but kind of like where you were just you and one enemy. So there was the gameplay where there were quite a, there was like three or four stormtroopers attacked you, wasn't there? And it, you kind of thought that's going to be like a general. I'll force push him. I'll bring you know. But then um, I wonder how the one-on-one combat, because there's one where he's got like the staff, you know, like the um, Grievous's bodyguards use when you were fighting them one-on-one, yeah. and it was just. And I'm just thinking, 
in the past, a lot of the games have been pretty... Magna Guards, I think, or Mag... Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And I'm kind of wondering how that will play, because a lot of the time you just tend to, to just go at them and just sort of punish them until they're dead, whether there'll be more strategy mm. to this and that it will be a bit more... Um, a better game playing it. See what I mean? Like, um, yeah, because that scene looked great. It'll make it feel it... real, like you're blocking. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that too. There was also yeah. swimming, which I thought was cool. A lot of games mm-hmm. avoid that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the but... actions to render out in the, on your character is really hard to do. Yeah, like everything has to be moving at the same time, convincingly enough that it doesn't look like you're flailing. It didn't, it didn't yeah. seem like there was diving, but like surface swimming but speaking of that james um there was an article i had read to finish up this fallen order stuff that um from this from pc gamer they're talking about how they were trying to incorporate transition wipes into the game like as a story you know like because it's a story yeah. yeah, and like you know, you see him in movie mm. in the movies, and you know there's a tally for every movie, and and Ryan Johnson didn't put nearly enough in there. He admits naturally. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the lead technical designer for Respawn, Brandon Kelsch, was interviewed, and he said that making the transition wipes, like in the films, was a very difficult, long process. It literally took them months to figure it out for like because like in game. It's totally different than on film. Like the mm-hmm. wipe, the mm-hmm. quote, this is a quote, the wipe in film is so easy. Well, I don't know if it's easy, but in film you just take two different pictures and you have them both and you just wipe them across. But in games, you have to render both those things at the same time. You have two different cameras running with the game, running in two different environments to be able to wipe that across. So that was a really kind of an interesting technical challenge and it took them months to figure it out, which I thought was kind of funny. I'm like, because the, the, I think it mentioned, like he had mentioned it to the, the programmer or whoever was doing it, and they're like, uh, that's gonna, that's like almost impossible. Like, really? He's like, well, it's Star Wars, so we got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And it took them months to just do, like... Don't um, you love that? Did... Like how Star Wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars makes our, like, industry move forward? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'll tell you what, though. I wonder if, like, within the gameplay, you'll ever even notice it. Just, I know. We're like, know, oh, that's spent... cool. Moving on. Yeah, they, yeah. they spent, like, that was doing nice. that, and you just go, oh, yeah. They go, there was a white there. You go, was there? I didn't see it. Unless oh, you well, listen it's... to this podcast. If, you listen, <laughs> if you're listening right now, appreciate that shit. Yeah, appreciate the shit out of it, boys. Come on. Go do it. So, yeah. Right. Um, so you can well, pre-order the, um... it? Oh, sorry. Well, one thing I, I mean, you, you mentioned about that, like looking at all the different like sprites and program that goes into just making a bush, like flow and blow in a certain way convincingly. That takes like hundreds of hours to do. And I was like, ah, that's fucking stupid. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we just like, whatever. That looks cool at first. We saw that in the last video game we played. Yep. Big Moving time. Moving on. Uh, so. <clears throat> You can pre-order it, uh, and you get, I think you can get a deluxe edition. Yeah, I saw that one. And this, of course there is. This gets you a unique, like, unique cosmetic equipment, obviously. We've all seen this before. If you're a gamer, you know all this shit. But you can, um, 
Unique cosmetic equipment for your lightsaber Android. So BD1 can look different for you. You can have an orange lightsaber blade color. You can have a other skins for your droid. Um, really? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, that that's all really cool stuff. I just I just get all I don't know. I always get it bent out of shape when it was like, oh, you can pay an extra forty eight dollars for this exclusive deluxe pack and get this custom skin. Uh 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 uh. It's not forty eight for this one. It's only ten dollars. A whopping <laughs> deal. Ten dollars, and you can change the color of your ship to red, crimson. Um, you get a digital art book, Kev. That's up your alley. Uh, oh, pardon. <laughs> Do you mind? Do you mind, old boy? Uh, and directors cut behind the scenes videos when, uh, yeah, when you order it. Mm. So that's cool. There you go. Any yeah, other? I saw that because like the digital book. Because I think um, I saw. I, I think I was just looking on Amazon, and they were they, they re, they're releasing like an art of book. So you know how Star Wars has always had an art of something. So I did wonder if the deluxe one would be, if it would just be like, you know, that digital book, whether it would just be like little snippets from the actual art of book, which comes out, I think, at the same time, something like 21st of November. So I thought, is that just a lazy sort of cash-in digital book? Because, like, this main book comes out later. But it doesn't really say, does it, what the book... Do you know what I mean? Because if you have a look on, on mm. Amazon, there's like a... There's an art of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order book coming out um, a little bit after the game, which is, I think it retails here for about 27 quid. Because, um, to be honest, like you said, there's not much difference between the standard and the deluxe version, So, you, like here, in price. But I just wondered if they, you know, sometimes with deluxe things, they're not as deluxe as they make out, are they? Do you get what I mean? And I'm thinking, is, this, is it worth that extra? Because if that, that digital art book is... You know, just little snippets of that. Right. Waste, waste goddamn time, innit? So, um, but having said that, I'll probably order the deluxe one. Of course you will, <laughs> and so will I. It's beautiful. Mm. All right, so that ends my thoughts on... I'm wicked excited for this. Like, i definitely get in the deluxe edition. I might go pre-order it after the, I record this. No, um... <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Cha-ching. Cha-ching. So, burr, burr, burr. let's um just Gina now. Just Gina now. Nope. So, not yet, but she will. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any more thoughts on Jedi Fallen Order? You excited? Um I'm excited. I really want to see them break away from like the traditional model of gameplay where it's like it's a whole exclusive new world that you can go into but there's still this like very direct linear path that you have to take you know what i mean like i want to i want to see more interaction with this you know bigger picture idea that they're doing instead of just being a three-dimensional you know scroller so like linear but not is that what you're saying yeah linear linear but not like i mean Really, I want to see Knights of the Old Republic, but I'm not getting that here. So, um, <laughs> but uh, like thinking about like all the different moves and stuff like that, we've all seen them before. Yeah, they get way better graphics, but I want to see the next level of shit. Like, what, 
what's going to stand this game and give it the replayability that all the successful games have had in the past. So, this might yeah, be the game developer is talking about how they're making it like Dark Souls and Neo, like that kind of like difficult, like like play style. But those yeah. games are for like hardcore. Like you need to be, you need to have snorted a line of coke beforehand when you play those games because like you need right, to right. dodge and block like like a fucking fiend it they're <laughs> difficult and i've 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 played through a lot of neo and i have not played dark souls and i hear dark souls is harder than neo and i was on the first boss of neo because i was trying to get how the game works i must have died like 20 times first boss <laughs> nice. and then when oh, i shit. finally got it i moved through the game like I'm like, all right, I gotta like slow down, and just wait and react. You know, it was a lot of like patience, but a lot of fucking. You better react on time, or you're dead. Mm. Kind of stuff. And they're they say they're taking stuff from those kind of games, but then they he also said you gotta balance it with like the audience, like for Star Wars, because you're gonna see. You know, Star Wars fans playing it, they're not all going to be Dark Souls, uh, highly skilled <laughs> gamers. Yeah. So oh, he's yeah, like, no, totally. So totally we had to, we took it from that, but then we're also making it a little easier. He didn't say it in those words, but you can tell. It's like, we made it mm. easier. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I just hope it's not like I finish it in three hours kind of thing. Oh, one of those again. Like, yeah. yeah Battlefront campaign. Oof, yeah, that would. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I thought it's funny you say that. Like they said that they compared it to Dark Souls and everything else. I mean, looking at that gameplay, so I've never played that game, but I've a lot of the games that I love are like Tomb Raider and Uncharted, and I immediately thought of Uncharted when I saw um, some of the gameplay. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they've done that deliberately and set it on Kashyyyk because of that. And, you know, like like you said, he kind of goes into caves, he's going up trees and vines and things like that, which you can do with Nathan Drake um, in, in the game. And I kind of love the fact, and I'm kind of hoping that this has gameplay like that, you know, where it's, and, and there will be puzzles to solve and there will be mm. different. Yeah, we haven't seen which... any hints of puzzles, have we? No, and it's kind of like, and I don't, I, unlike you, Ed, and you, James, where I hope it's not just fighting. Yes, agreed. And you're just basically going through and you're going, okay, well, they are, now your next mission is to, you know, for, I know the, the gameplay mission was to like free some walkies um, that I think were, were kind of slaves. So I'm excited to see Kashyyyk anyway, which I think great, you know, because we briefly saw that in you know, in episode three and certain other things. And I'm thinking, well, we'll get to see more. And it looks like it goes into the sort of depths of Kashyyyk, yeah, if you will. And the and creatures get... and shit. Yeah, yeah which the I thought, well, that would be cool. But, but I don't just want to play the game just to see things from Star Wars. Just, you know, and think, does that make sense that, that you're just going, oh, great, here's Kashyyyk. You want and a game yeah. play experience. You yeah, want... and I think... <laughs> Challenge. You know, and you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider and and the Uncharted games, and you know, are some of my favorites, Far Cry and things like that. Where you've got like you get missions, but there's different things to do in there. You get like one mission might be 
you've got to do that, then you've got to do something else, and then you've got to solve a puzzle, and you've got to do this. Mm. So the gameplay is always interesting. And I hope this just isn't a game, because all the gameplay did seem to be was a lot of fighting. You know, and it was basically kill those yeah. storms. Here comes this guy, kill him. Right, there's the flame troopers, get by them. And then you get to that Wookiee and you free them. And you think, well, that would be done pretty quick, won't it? As a the game. end. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have that. a feeling. I have a feeling. I don't know if you guys have you guys. James doesn't have a PlayStation, so not James. Have you Fuck played you. God of War, <laughs> the latest one? No, I haven't. So no. I, one of the developers, I'm not sure who it was, actually worked on God of War, and I feel like it's going to be a lot like that. And I haven't played the latest one. I just bought it. It was on sale for like twenty bucks. This it's happening right now, so Kev, mm. you should get on it if you haven't. It's okay. normally like mm-hmm. forty to fifty bucks. Um, I'll check it out. I'll check it over here. It'll probably and be it's, cheap. Over I've here. heard amazing things about that game, and I've played like the earlier God of Wars, and if it's anything close to that, it's gonna be awesome. But okay. like you said, yeah. it's gonna be like some fighting, and then like movie sequences. Mm-hmm. You know, advance the story. But I'm trying to think if there are any puzzles in God of War, and I'm not remembering any. I could <laughs> be entirely wrong. It was a long time ago since I, I think I played God of War th- 2 or 3 last. So, But anyway, mm. I have a feeling it's going to go towards that. Because in God of War, the latest one, I hear you like actually advance your weapon. Like it's, You have this axe, axe that you can throw and call back to you, and it's like, wow, that's like the Force. So and then you can upgrade the axe and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, that's like this game." Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's move. But on. I do. But I, but I just so yeah, just yeah, just to go. I just hope that it's just not just the same thing over and over again. I'm sure that it's not going to be. Right. You know right. what I mean. So we'll see. But that's what I kind of think because the gameplay that they showed you, that sort of ten, twelve minutes or whatever it was. You know, as much as it looked cool. And we had this problem with Battlefront where a lot of the time you were thinking, oh, great, look, we're on Jakku, we're on here, we're on here. But it got pretty boring pretty quick because you right. were just looking at, you were looking at the scenery as a Star Wars fan rather than thinking, I'm playing this as a game. I'm playing this as a, you know, immersive, involving game. And Yeah, almost as if like going to those different areas was just sort of a, a fan nod. You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. This, this, exactly. this, uh, like this area you're going to walk through, this sort of corridor that leads into a bigger area that leads into a bigger area with the boss. This is the same layout on every single planet or level that you're going to play. It's just colored differently, and there's different like shapes and graphics and all that other stuff. However, difference between then and now, we actually have graphics to make it look super, super convincing, which is great, but. I'm with you, Kev. I just don't want I don't want gratuitous fan nods. I want to see like real immersive content. Yeah. I think we all think that after the what we've had before. So but that yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's all I wanted to just to sort of that was my take from it. So Yep. Well, that's a good we'll take. Soon see. Yeah, cool. Yep. Alright, um so we got a little bit of time. Let's uh, quickly review Master and Apprentice and Dooku, Jedi Lost. Dooku. Dooku. Oh, man, this is big dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dooku, Sith Lord created. Um, 
So let's let's start with Master and Apprentice, I guess. You want to talk about that first? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, I liked. This is one of those stories in the current <laughs> in the current canon where I'm like, I like the knowledge it gave me, but the story is kind of like meh. You know, yeah. like like like. In in the EU, the books, you know, like like the the stories had a huge epic impact on like the entire galaxy. Like this is just, I mean, it it kind of does, but it's more like mm-hmm. a it's like a trade route essentially. It's a hyperspace lane, right? That they're uh, talking about. Oh, sorry, I got to give the spoiler warning. I forgot to. <laughs> are we spoiling the hell out of this or not? Oh yeah, we are. Oh, oh we got yeah, oh, yeah, heard. Yeah. We're doing a book review. I didn't really spoil anything, did I? <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> no. no. Uh, here no. we go. Take your Jedi weapon. Strike me down with all of your spoilers, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That's, that's, that's like a... Uh, <laughs> um, that's like my... Fall to the dark side, isn't it? With the spoilers <laughs> and everything. I oh, was completely brilliant. spoiler free till I met you two, and now I'm all over it. I've like descended it. Like, you're you're on them before I even am. I am, and sometimes I'm mailing them. You but look at this head, and you're like, what the fuck's happened to you, Garvin? What the? Oh, yeah, man. You've descended to madness. Pure, unadulterated like, pure madness. Evil. Just going, look at this spoiler. Look at this one. You're like, what? I've not seen that yet. Let the hate flow through you. All right, so um, like I said, there's some treaty thing between big business and uh, what, it, what would you call it? citizens of this planet called Pygel about this hyperspace lane, and they're going to open it up for trading with the, the inner worlds. And yeah, so it centers around that, but I don't know what it would... We we find out Dooku's first apprentice is someone else. It's not Qui Gon. His mm. name is Rail Avaros, uh, and he had a and Rail had a Padawan himself, who died. Um, and he's really still torn up about it, isn't he? Oh yeah, it's like mm. his his. Um, was it his fault fully? I couldn't quite gather that when I. Listen I don't think it. it was, but I think he blames himself for it. Yeah, that mm, was, the, that was yeah. the big issue with his character, and it's even mentioned in um, Jedi yeah. Lost as well in the Dooku one because um, it, I think it was it wasn't, but he's he's still carrying all the guilt around with him, isn't he? That's his right. Yeah, and her yeah. name I think is Nim, um, mm-hmm. and he he's voiced like he's like some. I don't know what would you call it? like a southern cowboy kind of well, this western is where it, cowboy yeah. kind of voice. It's kind of strange because I know kind of strange. Well, well, Jimmy was like because Jimmy read the book to this, and me and you have done the audio book. It's like I mean we mentioned before, and it was it was really bizarre having that accent on an audio book. Did you not think? Yeah, I was trying to pinpoint what I thought of it and like what like his face would even look like. 
And I'm trying to think of the actor I was thinking of. What did you guys think of anyone like when you pictured him? Well, I kind of, I, I kind of thought that they were going for, um, like a cowboy type, um, because clear, not give, it's it's clear that they're trying to make him more rebellious than what Qui Gon is. So right. I wondered if they'd used like that accent so that you kind of thought of, you know, like the old West where a lone person goes off on his own, like a gunslinger goes off. He, he kind of is on his own. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, they were trying to, that's why they used that kind of swagger. Straight, yeah. In a, in a way um, to go and sleep with other Aliens and have you know, sex and all, right. all these things. I found Get the laid. I found Get the actor laid. I think of when I like picture him. <laughs> you guys are probably gonna laugh at me, but Mickey yep. Rourke. Oh God! Well, I, I didn't think Mickey. that. Would you mean like a younger Mickey Rourke rather than an old decrepit Mickey Rourke? He is. Yeah. 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 With that voice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe know. it's someone else. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, there's a movie. I'm... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely younger Mickey York. Yeah. Mickey, excuse me. Yeah, younger. Ooh. Like Harold gelled back 80s Mickey York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could go with that. Michael Madsen? That would be a good shout. That's, Don't know. That's what that. I was thinking of. That would be a great shout. That's who it was. That's who I'm. It's Michael Madsen. He's in he Hateful was in Eight. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Uh, oh, res- oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a big Quentin Tarantino guy. Mm-hmm. Actor. Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, Hateful Eight. Um, that's who I think of. That's exactly that's who great, I think of. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. That is genuinely a really good. If you're gonna cast Rail Alvarez. Cast Michael Madsen. <laughs> If you're going to do anything, do this. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool because he's kind of not your typical Jedi, but obviously it's do who's apprentice, so makes sense. Um, I love that they brought in the Zerka, Cor- Zerka Corporation. Because yeah, where have we been seen that Everywhere. before? Nice Seal Republic. Yes, yeah, the EU, yeah. right? The so EU this is again. something they're bringing in from the EU that's some big corporation enemy if you will usually an antagonist so um i thought that was cool and it was kind of like the be like a red herring kind of thing in the book where you think it's Mm. them behind it but it's not but it's not anyway no i like i mean i like them bringing in people like zerger corporation because it gives me gives people like me who you know cling on to the EU, like hope that they're going to bring in more and more content and material from that. Well, it did seem, I thought it did feel like Claudia Gray was trying to do that. Like with nods to the EU without actually quoting the EU. Did you think that, you know, like, yeah, I almost felt that, like, I mean, I'm I'm nowhere near as read as much EU as Jimmy, so he but what's mm-hmm. it that like? Uh, I've read some of the Tales of the Jedi stuff, and I've read some of the, obviously the Sympathy's Arm stuff, and I almost felt 
even like Real Avaros, you know, leaving the order and becoming his own man and being his own Jedi was a bit like the Jedi Watchmen from the, I think, which is from the, um, are they from Tales of the Jedi? Mm. That it was kind of like, that was a nod to that kind of thing. And like you say, with Zerka Corporation as well. And I thought, she is this deliberate with like, you know, the old Republic film being announced. You know, I just felt she was trying to do that a bit more than some of the other novels. Certainly the other novels she's done. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. She also brought about slavery, the issue of slavery, and how the mm. Republic wasn't really dealing with it well. And the Zerka mm. Corporation was, like, fucking going to town with it, using it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously that is an issue with Anakin, growing up as a slave. Right. So that. T- well, there was a there was a lot of Phantom Menace parallels, weren't they? Did you think that? I I did. That was my big take from it. With, with kind of not exactly stealing from it, but even things you know, it had like the slavery issue, the corporate disputes, and Jedi politics, and the Jedi's role in the galaxy. Yeah, I had that feel. Kind of yeah, mm. and I a lot of it, and obviously, it felt like the opening of the Phantom Menace with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon being sent on this mission and uh, another force being at work behind everything. So it, it, it definitely felt, which I liked, which is a good thing. I'm not, that's not a bad thing because it, it tied in right. to Perfect. the Phantom Menace. Agreed. I like yeah. that. It definitely no, gave good. you that feel, which is when it took place. So it's perfect. Yeah. Like before yeah. that. Because, because we mentioned this before, one of the big issues that I had when I started reading it was the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan relationship mm. that, you know, that I, that they weren't getting along and that, that, that there was, um, and basically when to, to sort of, we are doing spoilers, but like it was the first time we learned that Qui-Gon was offered a seat on the council and basically doesn't tell Obi-Wan about it. So Obi-Wan right. gets a bit sort of, why didn't he tell me? He should have told me. And then there's this bickering because, you know, Qui-Gon admits that Obi-Wan's his first, his first apprentice and he doesn't really know what he's doing, does he? He kind of said, I don't know, you know. And I had a problem with that at the start of it. I was kind of thinking, I'm not, I don't like this. But as it, as it does move along, and by certainly the last couple of chapters, it makes sense when you rewatch the Phantom Menace of like Obi-Wan sarcasm in that and how they kind of talk to each other. Mm. And how they get along at this point. Like this is how they function. Like this is the chemistry and like the relationship that they just have now. Mm. But it was really, yeah, it was really, I really, really liked that in the end. It did sort of make sense in the end because it was, it was quite, I did, I had a, I had an issue with it at the start and then I kind of thought, no, actually this does make sense. It's nice to have two Jedis that are kind of a a Padawan who's insecure, a master who's insecure, but they somehow find their way together. Don't they? Common ground. Yeah. Yeah. And that was great. I really liked that side of it, but the plot, I thought same as you had, I wasn't, I wasn't that enamored with the actual story. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the sort of... It lacked, like, mm. the epic galactic galaxy in distress feel. It was more, like, yeah. sent, localized. And it's just... it. I mean, it, it evolved around what the title said it was about. It's about 
Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and their relationship, how they're on the rocks, mm-hmm. and then in the end, they were actually perfect for each other. Yeah. Mm. There's one bit There's one bit where they're, they're ready to sort of um, kind of go their separate ways, aren't they? Because obviously there's the bit, you know, Qui-Gon goes to the council, uh, you know, he's got a, been offered a seat on the council and he's kind of, he wants to take it, but then... He doesn't tell Obi-Wan and it's kind of like, this will be for the best, that you need a new master. But then, you know, and I loved, I loved the the Qui-Gon sort of prophecies bit where all the way through that he was having, he had this vision and it was kind of becoming clearer to him. And it was like, okay, um, he interpreted it, but interpreted it the wrong way, which... I thought, yeah, that was great, which kind of echoes into the Phantom Menace, doesn't it? Of like how you interpret mm. that side. Mm. So I really liked that. And then it was like, he doesn't, obviously doesn't join the council because he feels he's not ready and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, so speaking on those points, um, like you said, his, his dream, his vision mm. was of violence and all that, you know, like in the throne room there. And it caused him to take action. And then af- afterwards, he thinks about it, and he thinks it was he was meant to misinterpret it. The force yes. yeah. had guided him to misinterpret this vision so that he would take action, because if he didn't, things would end up way worse. Mm. Yes. Um, I'm not sure I... I don't, I'm not sure I love, like, his train of... Th- like, personally everything being controlled by like this force destiny thing. Like, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, but Qui-Gon's always yeah. believed in the prophecies. Yeah. He? Yeah. He's yeah. Always- I mean, it makes sense. So he just, does, but what do you yeah. think? Like, should he, or do you mean it's whether his character or whether I believe or, that. or I- like this setting and like this thing in star Wars, or this is how it is <clears throat> destiny. This is fate. Our fates are already predetermined and predestined, yeah. and we're just following the path. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm not a big fan of that personally. Like that that uh, that way of thinking in general. But I mean, I, th- I think it it's a good plot tough... point for them to like use with a story, like writing a story to go against it and make it work. Yeah, but I don't you know necessarily I mean? think that it's yeah. It's yeah, they, they, they spoke about that in the original trilogy. I mean, Vader was taunting Luke, saying it, it is your destiny. But it doesn't necessarily mean. I think the good thing with stars is it doesn't necessarily mean that that the way it's going to play. It doesn't mean that that mm. is going to play, you know. And it, that kind of happens with this that it, there are certain. How do you put it? Like. You may have a path and it might be a destiny, but it's not necessarily it is your chosen destiny, is it? And I think that's always been there. And it was yeah. kind of hinted at in this, wasn't it? And I, I don't necessarily think, and I kind of, I, I like that side of it more mm. than the actual um, plot itself. You know, because we got the two, uh, we got the other two characters, didn't we? The, what were they called? Rahara and. Um, oh, um, Pax was Pen, it? Pen, Penzon. Uh, yeah, Pax. Pax. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember the P. And I thought their story was quite good, but it just felt like an add-on. 
you know, mm. with the slavery thing, and it just like you know, and it, it was more. Oh, the gem hunters, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, Which we found something about how. Let's get into like little tidbits of lore that we found out about. Uh, apparently, the Sith were into gem dealings, right? Yeah. So, like systems, multiple it mentions multiple systems were ruled by the Sith way back, and they dealt with these gems. And this planet, or the moon has these gems that are a lot like kyber crystals, but they're not. And Right, they're closely related. Yeah. So, okay. and then it mentions the Sith. Uh, also, did were you, did you guys think of Thrawn alliances when you encountered when you saw these like this armor that could deflect lightsabers? Yeah. Yes, a little bit. Mm. Cuz that's yeah, that was the um What's the scene? What's the bit in the book when don't they replace? Yeah, so they take out a Obi crystal. Yeah, they with, take Obi Wan's because basically early in the book, Obi Wan describes to the Queen, is it Fan Ray, who basically yeah. how a lightsaber works because she's never been told, and like um, Ray Labros is like her protector, isn't he? He's like her watchman, and he looks after her, and he's like raised her. She's something. yeah, and she's like the she's kind of like the Amidala, isn't she? When I talk about the Phantom Menace parallels mm. she's she's 14 in it and she's like basically got a ceremony coming up to make her the queen and blah 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 mm. but then uh, you know and then it's her who turns out to be <laughs> the kind of bad guy if you will um right which i kind of was quite surprised with that spoilers i was spoiled but that you know so um yeah, that that was when she replaced that in his lightsaber, and he was like, "I don't know what happened there." It was quite. quite I'm not, I mean, it was kind of random chance, mm. destiny, if you will. Um, mm. So I, I don't know if I love that, but it was cool. <clears throat> you also find out um, he finds out Obi Wan finds out he likes riding beasts. <laughs> He actually rides a Veractal in this, right? Yeah. That he does in episode three. Yeah. So that's yeah, why he's, I like quite a lot. That's why he's so trained in doing it in episode mm. three. Uh also He also enjoys flying. Yeah, until he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. he does until he doesn't in this book. So you kinda of find out that too. Mm-hmm. And then um you also find out about the ancient Jedi mystics. Mm. Remember these guys? The Seekers? They, oh, yeah. They, uh, you, you hear about them in the Dooku book, which we'll talk about next quick. They, oh no, fuck, I'm getting too mixed up. There's Seekers and then there's the mystics. So the ancient Ooh. Jedi mystics were Jedi way back that seeked knowledge of the future. And they risked going to the dark side. The seekers I was talking about, because I just saw the word <laughs> seeked, uh, they are the ones that search the galaxy for force sensitive children to pull into the Jedi abduct. order. Yeah. Abduct. Yeah. To abduct them. Those Come fucking in. Jedi. God damn. <laughs> um, abducting children. How, how mm-hmm. rude. <clears throat> is that. Is that. Is that. 
Is that in this book or is it in the Dooku one where they it's, do? I think it's mention both. that. They mention that where they sort of talk about taking somebody away. I think it's Dooku, isn't it? When they talk, they, definitely like, yeah, Dooku. But I thought yeah. they had yeah. mentioned it in there. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it doesn't on. matter. <clears throat> so Yoda doesn't like looking into the like these prophecies because it's like you risk going to the dark side, temptations of altering the future and whatever. He's like, just let it happen. Right, right. And then moving on from that, Yoda actually <clears throat> didn't want, did not want Qui-Gon on the Jedi Council. Yeah. Mm. It was the rest of the council that voted him on. So I thought that was cool. So that kind of helped Qui-Gon, I think, be like, nah. I mean, among other things. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's that, that bit in it, isn't there? Because like, Obi-Wan thinks that like a lot of the um, kind of well, the antagonism between them is from the fact that they're quite two different Jedi's, aren't they? The Qui Gon's yes. all about, you know, the, which is absolutely hinted at in the Phantom Menace and makes perfect sense in this book of like, you know, Obi Wan's more stick to the rules. We need to help these people on this planet, and we've been assigned this. And Qui Gon's like, no, this isn't right. We have to do it this way we have to do it our own way and be like the maverick yeah. jedi and we have to get from I, x to y and yeah. if we have to deviate from the jedi rules just a little bit mm-hmm. we'll do it which made sense with the rail avros bit and the dooku bit of like them two were quite similar the yeah. rail avros and, and the characters had quite a lot of but it was quite a surprise when obi-wan kind of went behind his back to tell yeah, the Jedi Council. He went above his head. He went up to the yeah. Jedi and he Council. Says, I, which I thought, oh, I don't... Would he do that? You know? Yeah. And yeah. It got resolved in the it end. It helped. <clears throat> it helped their relationship, yeah. I think. Because they're Jedi, did, yeah. and, and they take a step back, sense. and they look at the big picture, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I, But at first, I was, think, I was kind of outraged, going, fuck, Obi-Wan wouldn't do that. But he did kind of bring it back round, didn't it? Uh, like you say, of of all that. So, yeah, that that did make some sense. In the um, there was a little tidbit about a Sith named Darth Rend. I had I don't know. I put a note about it because I heard it in the audiobook. But Rend with a W was a Sith who, according to legend, was believed to be dead, but returned but to fight the Jedi. So. Will we see that in future movies? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Know, future books. I mean, they're just they're just reintroducing every kind of friggin' bad guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, why not? Right. Right. I like now, I like see, this. I mentioned this because I like it because they're like there were lots of Sith. Look at this guy. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, just yeah, love yeah. that. Like it's just opening our minds to how rich this story can go in the lore. Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that. <laughs> the, the Pandora's box of Star Wars where we'll be just inundated <laughs> with shit for the rest of our lives. They're just going to keep cannon wiping and cannon wiping. No, they're done cannon wiping. They're just going to keep adding yeah. shit. Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> All they have to do is be like, nope, taking it back to the movies only. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and it's a safe way to do it. We don't like that safe. Is. We don't like safe. Take risks. Uh, oh, let's get into the prophecies. The three that I put down, there might be more. So the first one, ultimate balance in the force will only be restored through a chosen one. 
but will involve the sacrifice of many Jedi. So that's essentially Order 66 slash Anakin, right? Yes, that's Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Slash Anakin or slash Rey. Like, do we really know for sure? You know what I mean? Right. You don't know if those were two... There were two things, because sacrifice of many Jedi through a chosen one, are they at the same time? We don't know. Exactly. What if it, what if, oh, I mean, they're pretty much they that's a bullshit lie because this, <laughs> this, this trilogy is about the Skywalker trilogy. So yeah. Okay. Skywalker's a chosen one. I'll stop with that. Raise theory. a Skywalker though. No, Raise a Kenobi. Um, <laughs> ultimate balance in the force will only be restored through a chosen one. Could be Ray, <laughs> but will involve the sacrifice of many Jedi, which happened 50 Thanks, years, Anakin. 50 years before Ray possible. I mean, in terms of like thousands and thousands of years since this prophecy took place or was first heard. I mean, heard 50 years is nothing. Mm. Just throwing that out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, the next one, anything on that Kev? No, no, no. Okay. I agree with you. Continue. The next one, he who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. Oh, I love that line. I wrote that line down. Who, I was like, who do you think this is talking about? Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> you know that's what you fucking wrote down, don't deny it. Well, there's, there's, there's Kevro okay, Kenobi. Down, yeah. I wrote Kenobi. Ray is Capit- a Kenobi. I, right I, after I, he writes, Ray is a Kenobi. I put it. I've, I've actually let me say I put it in capital letters as well, just to fucking <laughs> emphasize the, the 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 point there. So, um, I that's the one. That's the line I loved, and I'm thinking that's got a time with nine. It's got it. Got a time in episode nine, in some respect. I mean, that would be it, nice, and, nice and sneaky, you know. It's possible. It could also be Plagueis and Sheev. Yeah, Palpatine. Yeah, could be Luke and Ray. Yeah, totally. That's Ooh. true too. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. How stubborn of me! I immediately went dark side on that. Got sacked. <laughs> Sackboy, you're sack. I thought, <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah, I just kind of thought, you know, with um, it could be a Palpatine thing tied in for him to return in Episode Nine or something. Mm. Um, Luke and Ray again. We know Luke's going to be in Nine, but I did write that line now because, like I said, uh, with this one with the audiobook, I wrote something that was. I love that line. I thought, yeah, mm. I think that's near the end of the book as well, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Also, don't forget in the book, I know you mentioned the wills earlier, but uh, not to go off of the the legend stuff, but um, Obi-Wan did utter, I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Yes. Mm. Or something like it. Yeah. I'm, yes. I remember yes. that, though. I remember thinking that, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. See, I read that physically on paper. <laughs> it was great. I don't have time to read. I don't have time to bleed. I got time to read. You got time to duck. Predator, everybody. Watch it. Oh, painless as well. I got one more prophecy here. She, this is a pretty good one. She who will be born into in darkness will give birth to darkness. Game of Thrones? I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> 
Who yeah. who do you think that? I mean, this is an obvious one, which I think is a little uh, Padme. Leia. Yeah, Le- yeah. Padme giving birth to Leia. Leia giving birth to Ben. Right. Mm. Yes. What else could it be? Anything? <sighs> she. Ray uh, being if born. Ray, ho- Ray hooks up with Kylo. You think Ray's gonna give birth to darkness in this movie? Oh, Episode yeah. nine. Ray lows are fucking going crazy right now. <laughs> You're just fucking with their heads right now, man. You're just That's right. That's right. You gotta play the mental game, that long game. She's gonna spread her legs and Sheev's gonna pop out. Give <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're gonna breastfeed you, Sheev. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Literally. Oh my god, that's fucking wonderful. Alright, let's move oh, on man. to Dooku and call this. Um, Sounds good. We'd love to Dooku. Right, do. Come on, do me, do. Do, do. Uh, any of you want to start out on this? I have some point. I have a few yeah, I will. Uh, I hated that fucking nickname. Um, what, yes. nick- what nickname? Do. Dude. And who said that? Sifodeus or Sai said it. Sai, I didn't yeah. mind it. Well, I, I did. hated it, but it reminded <laughs> me of like when they called Annie Annie in the family. Annie. Medicine, I hated that. Annie, my boys are aching. Annie, Annie. <laughs> I know. She's like, just shut the fuck up. Like little like, Annie, little Annie. All in the count. Because I hated that. Dooku. Yeah, I hated yeah. him calling him Annie in the Phantom Menace. Because my yeah. sister. Kid used to watch Annie, that musical film. You know, fucking the saddle come out. I fucking hated that film. Really? So when they were like, Annie, Annie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that was oh. one thing I didn't like. A couple of the cool tidbits I saw um, or heard, because this is an audiobook. Again, this is my second audiobook, full time reading through one ever, or listening through one ever. And so at hour, and I stopped it actually, rewound it, and like wrote down the time. At time index, one hour, 23 minutes, 33 seconds. <laughs> Sifodia says, and, what, and then whatever that creepy mask is. And I thought to myself in my head, and I was like, I wonder if this is the mask from the Vader comics. The, the helmet of Omen. Omen. Yeah. And it is, or was, or is. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was that was really cool. I thought that was really sweet. They mentioned uh, Osis, uh, the first Jedi pit Temple. Like yes. that was mentioned. That's EU. That's a big deal. You know, that's that's heard. The that's tree stuff. originally stood on Osis at the heart of the first temple. Yeah, I I really like that. And also speaking with uh, tying in some more EU stuff, um, they referred to Yoda as Grand Master. Mm. Now. For those of you who read, like me, um, <laughs> if you go back in the books, um, you have uh, they, they, Luke Skywalker was the first Jedi Grand Master of the New Jedi Order or whatever. And that was a term they referred to Yoda as. So that was pretty interesting. So he's sort of like, you know, the king guy. He's the lead guy of the Jedi. I mean, they have a council, but like Yoda's just like, that slight notch above you know what i mean like everybody's generally on an even keel but there's always got to be one dude or chick that's like the head cheese so i thought that was i thought that was kind of cool there's some other things in there i thought it was interesting but i'll just kind of start there and 
I thought that was pretty. Yeah, the Bogan collection. That's what they're yeah. looking around. Helmet so of Bowman. You're talking about that. I got a wicked. I mean, I've already mentioned this. Boner. In the last wicked. week or two. <laughs> boner. Like Harry. Well, you got a wicked boner in the last week or two. A wicked Harry Potter. Potter. Hogwarts. Potter. Hogwarts feel from it. Because because <laughs> oh, you got you got kids in a school setting sneaking around doing shit like in Harry Potter, and they're apparently in the Jedi Academy are clans which are similarly treated like the houses in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so it's so like really we went there we're going there now. I don't know. I mean, Ooh, I, I, I thought it was cool. I like it, but like, come on. <laughs> it's it's a ripoff. Yeah. Trademark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a total ripoff. And what else? Cut. We find out Asajj's master. I mean, you see this in I think the clone one of the Clone Wars episodes that her master is Kai. And mm-hmm. she's she. So the the book's premise is Asajj Ventress, who is voiced by a very very well. I'm not sure who I, voice act. Yeah, voice I don't know who. Is. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that. It's, I also um, really Ola Cassidy. Is, Ola Cassidy, I think is. It's cool. very similar to her character in Clone Wars, the voice. It sounds mm. so good. Speaking of voice actors, the one for Dooku turned me off because I'm used to like him yeah. in the movies with that, you know, Christopher I need Lee. Chris Lee. I need it, didn't, it didn't well, really sound like Christopher Lee, did it? it no, didn't it didn't really... at all. No, it didn't close. really try. Yeah. Well, you've got like, um, <clears throat> I forgive me with some of the names, but I think there's like Mark Thompson and Jonathan Davis. Did Jonathan Davis do Qui-Gon? And he actually yeah. makes him sound like Qui-Gon. Oh, it was good, yeah. And he's fantastic, and there's people right. like that. But this one, a little effort. Yeah, it didn't really sound like. And I had I had a bit of bother, like with the audio books, like when he was talking to Sifo Diaz. I had a I had trouble, like. Decide. I was like, yeah, I was like, which one's which now? Because they both sounded exactly the same. They should have gotten. I think it's Corey Burton, who voiced Dooku mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, he's mm. great. They could have gotten him in and done uh, like him do his adult voice or current voice, whatever, and then maybe try and manipulate that down to a younger voice. I think he could have. They could have done much better with that. Well, the well the cartoons that start the Clone Wars, you know the uh, <coughs> um, um, Clone Tarkovsky? Wars. Yeah, yeah. The, the car, yeah, the cartoons. Because I think the first meeting between Asajj and Dooku in there is in like the arena. And I think that's hinted at in the book, isn't it? Of like how they met, which... Yes, I was thinking I, of that. I love that. I was like, wow, because I love those little mm. two, three-minute cartoons. They were really underrated. <clears throat> it's canon I, now. I, yeah, I thought that, that was... They were awesome. Um, and I, I love the fact that they kind of hinted at that. Because like, I thought setting it from her point of view, in a way, Asajj and everything, was, was great. I thought that was a great way of doing everything yeah so for for the listeners we're just talking Mm. about so you got the clone wars cartoon that's canon and then you had this series cartoon called i think just clone wars Mm. that was like more anime like and it made the jedi to look like inhuman like very inhuman like wicked powerful yeah too cartoony yeah i liked it but um well like the anime there was stuff a were, scene... like, were like longer episodes weren't they so they just yeah. to people because like the, the the cartoon there's two series of the cartoon which is 
actual animation, which are each episode that is only two to three minutes long. So they're quite quick and straightforward. But there's some the season two is fantastic. I love series two of that. Um, yeah, so in, in in the Clone Wars cartoon, it shows Asajj's like how she ends up meeting Dooku, which she's mm. like fighting in this arena gladiator pit, and he comes out and just owns her, and then takes her as an apprentice. Yeah, you right, are which, not Sith. You are not Sith. Which was kind of cool that like he they chose to keep that from like the old comics and actually make it canon in a book. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, um, let's see. What else did I gather? I mean, this this whole book was just about Dooku getting lost. He got touched with the dark side. He ends up finding out his home planet had Sith, a Sith war was on this planet. Mm. His own family kicked off, like helped rid the planet of the Sith, and he ends up becoming the Sith. That's funny. Is that yeah. just ir- irony? 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 Ironic. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that, that just is. ironic? <laughs> it's not the ironic. Real ironic. That was Speaking of Harry Potter. Fucking hell. Ron, Ron. Um, so I thought that was cool. And um, there's this beast. I pictured it like a dragon. I don't know what you guys did. Like a giant dark side beast called a Tiratoka. Yeah, it was like living in the, in the planet that, that kind of mm-hmm. yeah. Because early on and early on that Dooku has like visions of it, doesn't he? When he's with his sister, is he with his sister? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So his sister's huge in oh. his downfall. In the end, doesn't care about her. Hmm. That was quite mm. surprising, wasn't it? But that's that turn to the dark side, man. It was. Yeah. yeah. Totally takes over. So are you are you going to spoil what happens there? Yeah. Fuck him. Do it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The spoilers are strong with you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so he ends up just killing her because he's a he's his weak. She it is his weakness essentially. Mm. Something okay. from his past that someone could exploit. But it's quite yep. a it's quite a dark well, it is a dark end, obviously, because he's like throughout the book He's it, sacrificing he's been, everything for her. Yeah, he's basically looked after her and they've kept in touch, even against the Jedi Council, they've kept in touch and basically, you know, they've constantly told him not to, that he's gotta break all ties, which is obviously the Jedi way, and then he's been she asks him for help and he comes and helps and makes it worse. Makes it worse. I mean, um then Obviously, at the end, he basically, you know, he sent what well, he sent Asajj to find her, hasn't he? And sort of find her out, and you kind of think it's to help her. And then he basically sort of says, you know, you're an assassin, and you're my assassin. And then she fucking kills her, and you're like, yeah. holy shit! He like combines like... it with a test for his apprentice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because bet. now she will have had an, an, a connection to him, not as strong as he'd had, but yeah. she yeah. she knows the history now. So she, maybe he's hoping that he would develop some kind of emotional attachment to her as the real test. Right. Mm. Mm. Which is so you're yeah. saying, Ed? Yes. No, I was going to go back. So Dooku 
was touched by the dark side. He went to some planet, and these creatures captured him and the another Jedi Master he was with, and Sifo-Dyas, I believe. Yeah. And he ends up, like, Im- getting imbued, 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 with, like, and using kind of the Sith lightning because of yes. it, right? Yes, yes. So yeah. I always thought, like, oh, fucking Sheev taught it to him. But apparently now, like, like since then, he's been trying to control not using it. Like, it's kind of, like, inside him. And, like, this dark side, because he was captured and held captive in this dark side cave, he's had this, like, darkness inside him. And the others didn't. Sifu has yeah. got these kept getting these visions of the future prophecy kind of stuff which put him out of put him out of it for a while and it kind of sent to the insane asylum of the jedi remember that the the citadel they called it i think the citadel see i like that that whole backstory of that um one of the strengths of this for me was was the dooku and sifo ds and um is it Lean Castana, who's like basically a new character that's introduced yeah. on the Jedi Council, who is kind of, at first I kind of thought was going to be some sort of dark Jedi, because she kind of goes against the Jedi Council, doesn't she? Like, yeah, because she's really you know, interested in dark side she's a really stuff. She was a great new character, and, and whether we'll see more of her, I don't know, because there's like... I like the bit in the audiobook when, um, obviously, when Dooku goes back to his home planet. I think it's for is it for mother's his mother's funeral? funeral? Yeah. And then he basically he ends up in a fight with his dad and like knocks the coffin over, and she's like saying Yoda doesn't need to know this, the council don't need to know this, and clearly she's got like because she takes. It, I think it is it early in the book when they're kind of like he. Dooku wants to be her apprentice because mm-hmm. he could sense that with her. But she takes Sifo Diaz and he's like quite disappointed with it. And then, you know, out of a quite bizarrely, Yoda then takes Dooku as an Which I guess he hadn't had an apprentice in a long time. Which he hadn't. Right. No, so it was which, kind of a big deal. Mm, and a big was, failure. <laughs> but, you, you see, I, 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 yeah, but I liked this is the first real hint of everything going wrong and what the Jedi mm. have become. That's what I took from it. Right. Of, of like their, and Luke talks about it in the last Jedi. Hubris. And, uh, their, their, their arrogance. Their yeah. infallibility. Yeah. And it, it is really noticeable in this. It's the start of it of like, um, I think there's, there's something when, is it when Yoda like, just dismisses something with Dooku and uh, yeah, I can't remember because I've only gone well, to Dooku it ends up having time. to go to the Senate himself for certain things. And it's like, yeah. that's the church and state thing. The line that's starting to get really divided and Yoda's fallen for it. He's like, I can't, we shouldn't do anything. We can't step on their toes. Like back yeah, off. Yeah. And he's like, what will be, will be and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of go, well, this is clearly an issue that you're not, dealing with because you think the force will sort it out or the Jedi way well and you go no this is the start of how it all becomes isn't it because I know Yoda and like um, um, that Lena Castana are all are disagreeing of like how they should be mm. moving forward 
Right. Um, it's, I, I love that side of it because I think when this was announced as an audio book, I was quite surprised of thinking, is it, why are they not doing it as a book? You know, like on, on page. Tell me but, about it. But I, but I did think that this worked better as an audio book because there was so much backwards and forwards and going on and who was talking to who. Um, mm. You know, how would they how would they have written that down? In a book? Like and on the council this, and stuff? Yeah. And I kind of did think it, it made sense because it felt like this was purposely a radio drama rather than a... An, a, a physical book to read it, it felt like a an, an audio drama to me you know what i mean a radio drama like you used to have them here in sort of the 80s and 90s of like radio dramas i don't know yeah. radio. Huh. well that's what people grew up on way back in the mm. day you know what i mean and like, I, I felt you didn't I have felt, tv you had that yeah that's that's an interesting comparison i like that mm. and i felt that that worked for this and there are I'm not sure if I've read did them in the right order, whether reading Dooku first above Master and Apprentice, because they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, overall, I did like it, but it was quite interesting seeing that, you know, it tied in with the Clone Wars, it tied in with Attack of the Clones, um, but I just felt I wanted more at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. You know, particularly the Dooku and Sifo DS thing now, because that's left of like, right, how does Dooku manipulate him now then? You know, to create the clone army and to create all this lot. So whether they'll address that in something else, I felt like there was more to that story, which we may get. You can, so, def- you can definitely tell with these two books, they're shifting towards the Old Republic kind of stuff with the Sith yeah. Empire. So yep. I am w- wicked excited for that. And they, they describe They're... the Sith like armies, armor black as night, dripping with blood. Yeah. Damn. And that's that's just leading up to creating legend and lore or DB Vice and DB whatever to ruin, hopefully not ruin. <laughs> Maybe but, they follow you know. like already made content. Maybe. <laughs> You mean what they're on that's the only thing that they're good at? Yeah, yeah maybe. So there maybe. you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, James, any final thoughts on Dooku? Do Jedi Lost? Uh fucking guy. Um Yeah, I thought it was um ironic the Sereno family ended with a Sith Lord taking over. But um No, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. I mean I liked how they they mentioned like lightsaber techniques. Uh, stuff like that. So all the canon about like having lightsaber technique stuff, you know, like stances and poses and whatever, like that's now a real thing or official canon now. Anyways, um, I was just really, uh, I, I, I like the shift. You guys are talking about the shift and that kind of, you know, making me think about a few things. I really like the shift going back towards the prequels, uh, only in that because there is so much rich, good, like, story and content out there like anything vast beyond Palpatine is like really no man's land whereas prequels even though a lot of the stuff hasn't been written about yet it's still relatively safe 
because everybody knows how it's all going to ultimately end. Ooh. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely safer for them to do prequel stuff, which definitely deserves it anyways. Like, I don't think they did it with the whole sole purpose and reason of just be like, ah, let's just keep it safe and do only this stuff. I think they are, they owe it to us for having teased us with three films from this era and books from this era and still haven't like delivered on any more in-depth characters from this era. I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps us up. That's all we got. James. Well, well folks, it. thank you very much for joining us for episode number 33. Today's June 10, 2019. 73. Don't, what did I say? 19th? <laughs> 33, you said. Uh, what? tree. Episode number 73. <laughs> Don't forget to send us an email. Scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you want a t-shirt, send us a note. We'll put you on the list. This is Jimmy Dice rolling out of here. May the force of others, all of you, be with you. <laughs> all Save of the dream. Does that make sense? <gasps> Cheerio! Cheerio! Save the dream! Save the dream! That should be my new outro. Done. Episode nice. 74 on. Going. Down. <laughs> <laughs> This party's over.